Hello, welcome to Frosto Talks. I'm your host, Frosto. Just an all-around regular guy trying to spread overwhelming positivity and help you look at the brighter side of things. I need more coffee. Why, hello everyone, and welcome to the episode of Frosto Talks. I'm your host, Frosto. Man, oh man, I have been super excited to get this one going, get this one recorded, and give you guys, my loving listeners, followers, friends, and family, the 411, the inside scoop, and a quick update on how it's been for me being unplugged for one month now. Wow. I mean, (laughs) it's weird, to say the least. It's been fucking amazing. Um, if you listen to the first podcast of the year on Are You Wasting Your Time, I kind of went over briefly my goals and little the little self-experiment, self-social experiment that I've been conducting on myself. And fuck, man, it's it's we're only, what, a month and a half into 2022. And the difference is the, 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 the amazing, just amazing overall um results I've been getting are are incredible. I mean, I can see myself really putting to use, um, you know, a lot of these practices, healthy habits that I've developed over the last four to six weeks and, and really, you know, pushing them through to help me, you know, get my goals, reach my goals, excuse me, um, even after I'm done with this little social experiment of mine. Uh, just a little refresher for those that uh, didn't get a chance to listen to the first podcast of the year, which I strongly suggest you go check that one out. Um, I am offline. That's right. I'm unplugged. As you can see from the title of this episode, Unplugged, the first month. Um, I wanted to kind of just give you a quick little report on you know, what, what I've noticed, um, what's changed, and most importantly, what I've gained, you know, um, I'm always constantly trying to challenge myself. I'm always constantly trying to improve for a multitude of reasons. I mean, I train a very, very, very difficult martial art in jujitsu. And, you know, if you don't have the wherewithal to keep pushing, it's going to get the best of you. You know, I have three kids. So my every day is just being the best role model for them. From the minute I wake up to the minute I go to bed, I try and live my life in a way that if they were watching me on a TV show, they would be proud of the person that I am. Um, I remember the first time I watched The Truman Show with Jim Carrey when I was a kid. That shit fucked me up because I was like, damn, is this real? Can Is everything really being recorded? And ever since that day, I uh, ever since I saw that movie, I... Um, kind of use that to my advantage of, of when I wanted to be a better person, when I wanted to be a good person. Like, what if I was on the Truman Show, you know? Who would be who would be watching and who would be upset? Who would be proud? Um, obviously, as a kid, if you knew me in my adolescent years and teen years and, okay, maybe early 20s, I was a piece of shit. <laughs> but now that I got, you know, three little humans watching my every move, I try and Man, I just try and live the best life, man, for them. I want I want them to see that everything that they want is on the other end of hard work. And I know that sounds so fucking cliche, um, but 
it's true. You know, like I mentioned on my last podcast, it, you know, just because something's cliche doesn't mean it lost its validity, right? I mean, that's what I strive to be. That's what I strive. That's the, that's the man that I strive to be. So, once again, just a quick little refresher. I um, set some pretty lofty goals, hefty goals for myself at the beginning of the year, and one of the main focuses around the goals were to unplug and get offline. Mainly because I felt like I was wasting a lot of my time on social media. But then I took a deep dive into dopamine exhaustion, um, the, the effects dopamine has on your brain, the effects dopamine has on your motivation, and damn near anything and everything that like gets you going and moving. And as I mentioned before, you know, I'm a pretty active guy. Not only do I work, when I, you know, I train and I, I have my family, but, you know, it has to run on something, right? And, in, you know, the great words of Jocko Willink, discipline is freedom. And there's a huge difference between discipline and motivation that people don't really understand, right? It's, it's like motivation is great, but motivation is fleeting. You know, you could be gun-ho about something, but... How are you going to feel about that? Okay, perfect example. Let's use the New Year's, right? Everyone rolls into the New Year's super excited, right? Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then realistically by Valentine's Day, I want to say maybe 80, 85% of people drop their um, resolutions, drop their challenges, drop their, you know, you name it. Um, and I'm being very conservative with that number. You know, I really think it's in the 90s. But realistically, it's the truth. Personally, I, I will admit right now, everything that I wrote down that I was going to do and not do at the beginning of 2022, yeah, you know, slipped a little bit, you know, here and there, just to be honest. I know I haven't been online, so y'all haven't been able to catch me slipping. But again, you know, this is a safe space. We're going to be honest with each other. Um... And my, not the big things, right? Like, it's not like I've logged on Instagram and, like, posted a story. No, 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 on the contrary. On, on, on the big things, on the main things, I've, I've, I've stuck to it. But the training that um, I was hoping to really d- deep dive in, um, you know, that's been spotty here and there. Mind you, I do coach the kids' classes uh, with the big homie, Brown Belt, Johnny Ibsen. Shout out to the big homie. Um, you know, following his lead and just learning from him. But with the actual reps and rolling time and mat time, I just I haven't had I just haven't been able to make it as much as I'd like to. So, you know, kind of been slipping up there. But again, the, for the most part, the main focus, which was being unplugged, um, that's that's that is something that I've committed to. So, once again, before the end of the year, I, I was really taking a deep dive into you know, dopamine responses, dopamine receptors, dopamine exhaustion, dopamine depletion, all kinds of things, dopamine, okay? I know in season one, the word of the, uh, of the, of, of the month, if you will, the, the, the theme was accountability. Well, it seems like season two is going to be surrounded by dopamine. So I apologize now if you hear me talk about this a lot, but in all reality and actuality, it's... It's amazing, man. It's amazing how our brain works. And when you understand it, you can use it to your advantage to get the most out of yourself, really. So 
I um, actually, I'm going to be referring to this book that I, that I just picked up, uh, which has been just mind blowing and super insightful. Um, and I, I actually want to do a book review once I'm finished. I think I'm about halfway through, which I'm really proud of myself because again, if you know me, um, I'm not the, the most you know well read individual. Um, I actually stopped the other book that I was reading to pick this one up. Um, and uh, it's by Dr. Anna Lemke, MD. It's called Dopamine Nation, Finding Balance in the Age of Indulgence. And brother, it is fucking heavy. Not heavy because it's talking about some real shit. Just heavy because I'm currently experiencing a lot of what I'm reading in this book. Like in my day-to-day, personally. And it's amazing. And the best part was I didn't pick this book up until I was already three weeks into the uh, into this you know social experiment. So some of the things that I started reading, I was actually experiencing like right then and there, you know. And 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 it was amazing because you know when how do I word this? When you live with a thought pattern, a thought process, or in your head, you have instant reactions to things that you might think are weird or you might think are off or you might think are crazy, but then they're justified and or they're defined in some way by someone else. It gives you a sense of like, you know, oh shit, maybe I'm not crazy. So, you know, it, it's, it's a comforting thing to know that what I'm feeling is normal. <laughs> what we, when we, we see that a lot in like, you know, and I'm not speaking from experience. I never had the honor or the privilege to you know, serve my country. Um, you know, unfortunately, the government didn't want me. I was too bad. I broke too many laws. And, you know, I digress. That's for another day. But a lot of men, especially coming back from war, military, in, in a military, um, they feel like they're alone because they're, they feel like they're feeling, they're the only ones feeling this way. You know, PTSD, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be military, but PTSD, especially men, males, you know, we're scared to talk about our feelings because we feel like we're the only ones that are feeling this way. We feel like, you know, we're the only ones that, you know, are dealing with this and that no one else is. When in reality, you know, probably the closest people around you are dealing with that exact same thing. You know, it's just as men, we are stubborn, (laughs) dare I say, and we just don't, we just don't reach out. We don't ask for help. We don't communicate. We don't verbalize. And, and, you know, that's something that I'm really trying to normalize, you know, is, is, is not only breaking generational curses, but breaking social stigmas that men can't be men, you know? I feel like there's a happy medium. We have to find a happy medium between, you know, the toxic masculinity Gillette fucking commercials, right, that portray men to be, oh, boys will be boys and this and that, whoop-de-whoop. And then, like, the soft... I'm going to keep this politically correct... <laughs> The soft, just boys, you know, the soft boys of our generation. Like, we got to find a happy medium between those two. And that's my goal, man. That's my, that's what I want to provide for this world and provide for the society is to normalize being a badass with feelings, you know? Uh, I, I, I'd like to think I live that by example, you know, if, if, if. If you'll allow me to toot my own horn a little bit and, you know, talk that shit, I'm fucking awesome, bro. Like, I really am. I fucking really am. I mean, I'm 
I'm constantly trying to improve myself. I'm a fucking amazing husband. I'm a great dad. I'm here for my kids. I'm present for my kids. I hustle harder than almost anybody that I know. Shout out to the OG moms for uh, instilling in that into me as a very young age. But I'm I'm awesome. And mind you, I'm not. I've haven't always been this way. I'm constantly working and I'm constantly striving to be this person. And that right there, in my opinion, sets me apart from a lot of people. Now, in that same breath, as badass as I am, that's why I I don't I don't want to say overdo it or put extras on it, but that's why I really advertise my feelings the way that I do. You know, it's funny because I have a heart on my sleeve, right? I have a tattoo. It's a heart. It's the only color tattoo that I have. It's a little thing. But I always say I wear my heart on my sleeve, right? Because it's true. I do. You know, you're going to know how I feel. You're going to know how I'm feeling. You're going to know what's on my mind because I'm going to talk about it. I'm not going to let it sit and resonate and manifest because I grew up that way. I grew up with pain and anger and, and, and frustration and confusion in my heart. And it was heavy, man. Literally. I mean, if you go back to some of my earlier episodes, you know, where I get really deep and, and I let you into some of the darkness of my past, that took a lot for me to overcome. But now that I have, I, I, I'm, I'm, I feel more of a man now as happy as can be willing to talk to my wife, my friends, my mom, my sister than the angry piece of shit that I was running around fucking fighting and thinking that I was all that in a bag of chips. You know, it's a humbling feeling allowing yourself to feel. It really is. And once you do, you just take that load off and, and, and it's so refreshing, you know. But anyway, got a little sidetracked. Um, you know, just, just wanted to spit it how I think it and, and let you know, you know, the, the, you know the, the premise and why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know. And if you can find any similarities in anything that I'm saying then fucking push through it, man. Challenge yourself. Be the best version of yourself. As Again, as cliche as that sounds, but be the best version of yourself because in return, everything else will get better. Everything else will get better. So, you know, bringing it back to the title of the, uh, of the podcast, you know, how did things get better for me? Well, I uh, took notes, which I'll be referring to, um, which, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hit or miss. And I'd like to know from you guys, there's days where I read out of, I, there's some episodes that I've read some off, off of the notes that I have, um, you know, here and there I'll glance. And then there's some podcasts where like, I kind of have it scripted. I don't know if you guys can tell which ones are which and which ones you'd prefer, but I would love the feedback on either one. Um, believe it or not, I'm trying with every episode to, make it better and, you know, deliver it as best as possible. I'm actually, uh, I've actually made like this little makeshift soundproofing rig, um, you know, to put in front of the mic so I can, you know, so hopefully the quality of, 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 of my vocals comes out a little bit better. Someone, someone commented and said that it sounds like I'm in a big echoey room, um, which, you know, I'm not anymore. And so I hope that the Sound quality on this one comes out a little better, but anyway, again, I digress. I'm getting, I'm getting off track. Um, I took some notes, right? Because not only did I journal, not only was journaling a big part of my resolutions and things that I wanted to start doing, but um, just overall entries in my notepad 
on my phone on like how I'm feeling at that moment, you know, something that caught my attention that I'm going to revisit. So I took some notes and, um, you know, I'll, I'll be referring back to these notes just because week by week I wanted to kind of do just a little self inventory and, and, and see how I felt. And, you know, what, what are the things that I've noticed? And once again, man, man, oh man, it was fucking weird. It was weird. Um, so let's start from the beginning, January 1st, uh, or the first week of January. I believe it was uh, January 3rd was a Monday, so the first week was, you know, a straight-up week. And, you know, this week was weird. Uh, you know, week one, this shit was weird. I kept feeling like I was constantly forgetting to do something, you know? As, as minor as it is to, like, consciously not be checking your notifications, because once again, I deleted all the apps, I logged off of everything so I wouldn't get any notifications, I kept feeling like this, like lingering, you know, did I turn the oven off? Like I legit was forgetting to do something. And um, it was weird, man. It was weird to, you know, I, um, side note, uh, not really side note, but I, I did this diet or not really a diet. It's just kind of like a reset for your metabolism called the uh, whole 30 where you don't eat sugar and, you know, you, it's a bunch of stuff. And there's a calendar, there's a journal that lets you know you know, week, week one, date three, you know, whatever, it lets you know, like how you're going to be feeling like every single week, because 30 days, right? Every single week, every single day of those weeks, how you're going to be feeling. And dude, it was so spot on, right? There was days where, you know, just sugar, sugar withdrawals. And I remember the first time I did whole 30, I really thought to myself, like, holy shit, like, this is the hold sugar has on us, you know, because I was literally withdrawing, you know, withdrawing from not having anything that had sugar in it, you know, so just like that feeling, not checking my notifications, and always constantly thinking that there were notifications for me to be checking, it, it, it reminded me of that, it gave me that realization of how, how I felt when I realized how much we are addicted to sugar as a whole, you know, and as someone that's come off of hard drugs, um, you know, the withdrawals, it felt exactly like that, both when I did Whole30 and I was getting off of sugar and even now when I, uh, when I you know, was getting off the line and, 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 you know, unplugging myself, like, again, just that mental hold, you know. With addiction, it, it has two holds on you, right? It has the physical and mental. And when you, when you come off of either, um, you know, or excuse me, when you come off, you have to battle both of those. It's not necessarily the physical um, addictions as much as it's the mental addictions. And some could argue that the mental are a little harder. Um, I mean, I've, I've personally come off of Oxycontin and heroin, so I'm well aware of, you know, the physical pain that you feel when you're coming off of substances like that. But then when it comes to the mental addictions of, you know, something not as severe like sugar, coffee, you know, foods, it's almost more difficult because you're thinking to yourself, well, you know, it's not that bad. It's not like I'm hurting myself that bad because you don't have that physical, tangible pain that you would be feeling like you would on other drugs. Now, unfortunately for me, you know, I, you know I, not by not by choice. Well, actually, yes, by choice, but not not intentionally. I've experienced withdrawals from your a number of things. You know, your fair share of uh, probably shouldn't have done that. So once again, as someone that's come off of hard, hard drugs, it's definitely felt like that. Um, you know, and, and, and being that, I, I just described the both, you know, types of addiction. It wasn't so much the physical aspect, although, yes, there was that. 
it was the mental, you know, how do I go on with my feelings? You know, like, how do I, what do I do? You know, I found myself very bored. I found myself, um, you know, not bored, but not as entertained, obviously. Again, if you listen to the first podcast, I was spending 60 hours on the phone a week, you know, and out of those 60 hours, it was like four hours, three and a half, four hours a day was, was on social media sites alone. It's a pretty big chunk of your day, man, you know? So, you know, so, you know, not only was I experiencing, you know, the addict like withdrawals, but I was almost, <laughs> I was hearing phantom rings, which was really funny because I read an article years ago that said, you know, signs of being addicted, when studies was first coming out with how people are so addicted to screens, there's a study that said like signs that, it was an article, excuse me, that says signs that you're, you're, you know, you're addicted to your phone. And one of them was phantom rings. I remember reading this years ago, but when it was happening to me at the time, that's when I was like, oh shit, that's when that article popped up in my head. Um, so if you don't know what phantom rings are, it's basically that, right? Like you, you're chilling and you, you, you think your phone buzzes or you think that your phone went off or you think that you got a notification and when really it's, it's not, you're just, it's just chilling there, you know? Um, but yeah, so constantly checking my phone when there was nothing there. Um, it was, it was weird to say the least. Again, it was, a, it was, it was, it was a whole, it was a whole like cold clock hit in the face of reality of like, Hey man, this has really become a problem. Mind you, this is only week one. Um, some of the positive things were uh, my daily routine uh, was cut in half. You know, from the time I woke up in the morning and did my thing and brushed my teeth and came down and got my coffee. And did, like, I used to think I needed to wake up 45, 35 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes earlier than I needed to because that's how long it took me to get my daily routine down. Well, what I wasn't taking into consideration was the small little internet box that I carry with me that I constantly kept checking, right? So sitting on the toilet took maybe three to five minutes longer. Brushing my teeth took maybe three to five minutes longer because I was watching a video. You know, you know, I take my phone in the shower sometimes and I watch podcasts in there and that took, you know, you know, five to 10 minutes longer because I was like, you know, chilling with the hot water or fucking watching something or listening to something. So once I eliminated all of that, my morning routine legit was almost fucking cut in half. Uh, which was great because I found that I had more time. You know, part of the reason why I felt so bored was because I had so much more time that I wasn't focused on my fucking phone, you know, and I was doing the tasks at hand. So I would finish them, you know, 60% quicker than I was before. And I'd find myself like, okay, well, shit, what now? Um, you know, so after week one, I believe uh, – I was down, my screen time was down about 18%. So 18% from the, from the, from the, um, the week prior to that. And that was pretty good because, you know, I think I, at that point I had eliminated everything but YouTube, um, which I kept, which I felt like was becoming a crutch after week one. I was really hoping that I was going to be able to chop that percentage in half. Uh, but I, I found myself watching a lot of YouTube and I told myself, well, Hey, just as long as it's like educational or it's things, you know, that I can be learning about, it wasn't that bad. But then I, again, it became a crutch because then I would only focus on YouTube and instead of scrolling the gram or checking Facebook or checking TikTok, I would be on YouTube while I was doing, you know, simple things throughout the day. So, you know, that's why I, um, that's why after week one, I eliminated YouTube. 
Um, also, I drive a lot for work and I listen to a lot of podcasts on Spotify, which I did allow myself. So I think that was taken into consideration for that number as well. Whereas I, um, you know, I was driving long distances that week and, um, you know, I was listening to shit. So, you know, uh, week two, week two, week two is where things got spicy. This is when things got fun. You know, after this, this day six, seventh, I, I, I definitely started figuring out new patterns, figuring out new habits, how to fill that time, and just the overall refreshing feeling and elevated mood of not staring at a screen, it, it really kicked in, I want to say, day 10 and 11. Again, this is when things got fun. I was excited to begin where my last day left off, right? So, you know, if I was chilling and, you know, depending on where we left off, I, I tried to fit as much as I could into my days and, and, and wanted to get to bed as quick as possible to wake up and, and, you know, get after it again, you know, um, in a weird way, I, uh, I kind of felt this like weird sensation of superiority, right? Like, hmm, you need your phone, <laughs> you know, like it was my monocle and shit. Like I would look at like, just to give you an example, you know, I'd be sitting, I'd be sitting down with my boo, right? We'd be on the couch and I could see her just like absorbed on the gram, just, just focused on Pinterest and shit. And while I was, you know, over here on this end of the couch, super aware and present, like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't need that to be entertained, you know. Um, now, full disclosure, Trisha's always looking for new, you know, new and amazing ways, for ideas and recipes, you know, as she's always perfecting and practicing her craft. So it's not like she's out here thirst trapping, dog. <laughs> it's, you know, she's legit, you know, looking at uh, things to, you know, elevate her, her skill which makes me extremely proud. But again, being that I didn't need to do that and I didn't need to look at the phone, I was really, you know, just just focused with everything around me. Um, I, again, had this weird feeling of superiority. Like, I, you know, I don't need that to be entertained. Again, not just Trish. I know I'm picking up my wife and she's going to kick my ass when she hears this. I'm sorry, honey. I love you. Um, it's just everybody, like everybody, you know, everyone around me. Um, now, after this week, I was really proud of myself because this week I was down 25% from last week. So, you know, not the best with numbers, but you take the 18% from la the week prior and then, you know, you add the 25%. That's almost, that's almost half. That's about 43, 45%. So 45% down. My screen time um, reported from January 1st. Now, I was like, okay, I'm making some headway. I'm making some progress. Um, week three, week three was by far probably my favorite week. Um, you know, this is when, this is when things really started just, you know, picking up for me. Um, you know, I, I a lot of self-reflecting, um, you know, I noticed the little things, the nuances in my day. I felt sharper, um, you know, and I was happy with the fact that I had eliminated YouTube because, I noticed a huge difference week two going into week three and then the fall, you know, following, you know, the remainder of week three. Um, to be real, this week got a little annoying for Trish. I mean, I became super reflective and almost philosophical with like the things that I was bringing up. Um, you know, the, you know, and, and what's crazy is this actually had to do a, a lot with the book that I was currently reading or I was reading at the time. It's called A New Earth. Uh, the t the, this book takes like a super close look on like your ego and the dangers of living in an unconscientious, unconscientious, unconscientious 
egoic state um, where you are letting your ego be the person that you think you need to be and you're letting your ego basically take the driver's seat. It's another book that I probably want to do a little book review on. It was it was definitely super insightful. Um, but yeah, I mean, we see this a lot with a lot of pro athletes, especially fighters. You know, they lived and they've trained and they've committed so much of their life to this skill. And when it comes time to retire, you know, they have the hardest time of letting go because they've allowed their ego to identify as the person. And without it, they just, you know, they simply feel lost. So as you can imagine, I'm reading this book and I'm, I'm having this huge self-reflecting moment. And I'm like, wow, I, I don't know if it's just that I, don't, I, have, the, I have the brain capacity and the, and, and, and the space in my mind to, you know, allow this, you know, allow the readings and the teachings of this book to apply in my day to day because I'm not clouded and I'm not in a fog, in a haze because I'm constantly, you know, distracting myself with other shit that I was able to look inward. But, you know, I, I felt a lot of this you know, at that time, you know, are they related? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe that's just how things are, you know. Um, I personally was experiencing a lot of this on a smaller scale at the end of the year, before the end of the year, which is why I pushed myself to do this. You know, I'm, 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 I'm the always smiling froster, right? I pride myself on getting after it, as I mentioned before earlier, you know, always having a smile on my face. And while most of the times it comes easy, you know, we all go through a funk. We all go through some sort of dip, you know. There's days, weeks, even months where you're, you know, you're just not feeling it. You're not feeling yourself. You call it mercury retrograding or waking up on the wrong side of the bed, whatever. The valleys can seem super deep sometimes. You know, a good friend of mine always said peaks and valleys, right? Peaks and valleys. That's all life is. Sometimes those valleys can get pretty deep, man. They can get pretty low. And, you know, when you don't allow yourself to reflect, you're not really understanding why you feel that way. And you think that's the new norm. Again, because we're constantly just, you know, distracting ourselves, you know. Um, this is what I found insane. I, 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 I want to say after uh, the first month, I picked up a new book for February. Again, uh, you know, uh, by Dr. Anna Lemke. Dopamine Nation, as I said, I was be referring to it, and there is a method, a scientific method, if you will, um, that she used. She's a psychiatrist, and there is a scientific method that she used is to help people. Pardon me, who are suffering from addiction, reset their dopamine receptors, and um, excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry about that. She has this little acronym for dopamine, right? D-O-P-A-M-I-N-E. Data, objectives, problems, abstinence, mindfulness, insight, next steps, and experiment. Um, little did I know at the time, but I was experiencing at this moment insight, right? And why that's so wild to me is because in her book, one of the things that she challenges some of her addicted patients to do is go four weeks of abstinence from that thing, from that drug, from that, from that habit, from that, um, excuse me, <coughs> man, 
not to get too off topic, but your boy caught the Rona the last week of the month, uh, not to get too ahead of ourselves. So that kind of fucked my uh, progress up, but we'll get there and I'll let you know how I overcame it. But back to the book. Yeah, I, you know, stands for insight. Um, you know, they have to see the pe- the people that are addicted to things. And again, I've experienced this on many other levels, right? The people that are, that are addicted to things, once they get off or once they're trying to get off and they've passed the withdrawal phase and they've gotten over the cold sweats and they've gotten over the, you know, physical, the physical hold that, you know, narcotics can have on you. They start to think inward, right? And this is when they, this is when the guilt sets in. This is when you start to think of all the things that you've done and all the people that you've hurt and all the shit that you said. And you start to look inward and like, why, why did I do this? Why does this happen around that time? Well, it's because the drugs have left the system you've not allowed yourself to ingest any and now you're stuck with your own thoughts and let me tell you something as someone that has been down the rabbit hole once or twice in their day being alone with your mind has to be probably one of the scariest things that you can do especially when you use up all your time trying to distract yourself you know, one of the biggest things and one of the main focuses of this book and, 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 and you know, Dr. Anna Lamke's studies is in a world of overabundance, we're all in pain. We're all chasing pleasure. We're all running from pain when in reality we need both. Oddly enough, <laughs> they work in the same area in your brain, right? Again, I want to do a review on this book, so I won't go any further uh, after this, but she says it's like a, a like a like a seesaw, right? Like a little teeter totter, and you have these gremlins, these pain gremlins that jump on the side of pain when you've experienced too much pleasure. You know, your brain, your body wants to find homeostasis in every in every way, in every sense of it, right? From hormones to 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 molecules to just everything all around. Your body always its goal is to always find homeostasis, which is just just even all the way across the board. So when you take things that, you know, release dopamine, whether it's drugs, you know, uh, alcohol, porn, food, uh, you know, toxic relationship, whatever, when you experience and indulge in those things, what goes up has to come down, right? Well, once you start to over, you know, once you start to overdo it on the pleasure side, these little pain gremlins jump on the pain side and it takes a really long time for it to reset because that becomes your new set point. So you not only have to take these drugs to feel good, you need them to feel better. You need them to feel normal. And again, I've experienced this personally, especially coming off of, um, you know, Oxycontin. You know, you know, one pill used to last me and then I would need two pills and then three pills. And then if I wasn't waking up and racking a couple lines for start of my day, I just, I didn't feel well, right? And I wasn't even chasing. I wasn't even running away from the withdrawals. I just didn't feel, I didn't feel like myself because me constantly being on that narcotic was my new norm, right? <clears throat> same thing with meth, <laughs> same thing with alcohol, same thing with, you know, damn near everything. So uh, yeah, man, week three, like I said, was super insightful, Probably the worst and most annoying to Trish, but hey, she loves me. I put a ring on it. I won, so sorry, honey. Um, week four. Now, 
I was robbed of week four, and and, and, and let me let me um, let me explain. Uh, we caught the Rona, second case of the Rona. I want to say probably uh, mid mid week of week four. Um, I had not been sick since 2020. I think June June of 2020. Yeah, my birthday. I got I got I got a uh, uh, COVID the, my on my birthday on 2020. And since then, I've, I've been fine. Right, I haven't gotten sick. Haven't nothing. Um, you know, I supplement. I take care of myself. I eat right. Sometimes, um, you know, I exercise. I you know, I fucking mega dose vitamin D and C and all kinds of you know all kinds of things to keep myself healthy. So when this one hit, it was more of an inconvenience than anything. Um, not, you know, nothing compared to the first time. I thought it was a head cold up until I, you know, took a, a test just because, again, I coached the kids class. So I would hate to, like, go and get anyone else sick in that, you know, in that facet, especially because, you know, I love my kids. I love my little savages. And, um, you know, I wouldn't want to do that. So I wouldn't want to put them at, at risk. So, I, you know, I stayed home. I took the test just to take it and I stayed home. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I thought it was a head cold, you know, I was really congested and, and I, you know, I sounded pretty phlegmy, um, which is what you hear now, you know, kind of just some of the after effects, even though it's been two weeks since then. But again, I felt like I was robbed of my full experience of the first month because I got sick that, you know, the last, you know, last half week of the month. And it really just knocked a lot of things off course because, you know, my sleeping habits were great. Uh, my eating habits were great. I was, you know, constantly progressing. And then when I got sick, it kind of just laid me out for a bit. You know, and I allowed myself a couple days to just, you know, be lazy and fucking, you know, not getting after as much as I could have been or should have been. But it's not like I was doing anything crazy. I was just, you know, watching fucking shows with my wife <laughs> on the couch. Um, but at the beginning of week four, you know, mental clarity was through the roof, man. You know, I felt like I, I had done like a huge mental inventory and decluttered a lot of my headspace. So, you know, I felt sharper, you know, responses were coming quicker. I was wittier, you know, I was just boom, 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 boom. I was on it, man. I, you know, I, I, I realized that, you know, not only did my stress levels go down, but I was avoiding a lot of unnecessary conflicts, right? Like, can you imagine just not being, you know, online, you know, like, like, for example, and I did this, I was guilty of this, right? But you'd wake up, and pick pick the month, pick the week, pick the day, whatever the social outcry by all the fucking social justice warriors was, right? Um, which I just recently found out that Joe Rogan's under attack. And um, yeah, fuck you, you know? Joe Rogan is probably one of the greatest humans in our generation, bar none, you know? I don't know anyone else that's gotten any more people into jujitsu, hunting, eating meat, taking care of themselves, focusing on their sleep than Joe Rogan. So if we got any haters, um, yeah, you can suck my dick. But anyway, <laughs> I just had to defend my boy Joe. But yeah, I, you know, unnecessary conflict, man. I mean, I just, I wasn't online. You know, I wasn't seeing what everyone was getting mad about and, and feeling like I had to say something and have an opinion because... Shocker, you don't have to have an opinion on everything. And more importantly, if you do, you don't have to share it with the world on the line. You know what I mean? Um, I was in this, I drink athletic greens, right? It's a superfood. It's like a powder. And when you order it, you not only get like a welcome package, but like you get invited to a, a, an actual athletic greens Facebook group, right? Like for people that like, you don't want to get after it and they take athletic greens. Bro, there were people fighting on there. Like, there were people fighting on, like, the Athletic Greens page. Like, what the fuck? 
It's a supplement. It's vegetables. But people just constantly want to fucking argue about something. And, you know, again, it's, it's, it's our phone's fault, right? It's the little internet boxes that we carry around in our pocket because it's really easy for me not to see you as a person when all I see is a handle and a picture. But if you're standing in front of me, I probably, well, no, nah, I'm kind of a dick and I know how to fight. But you probably won't be saying the shit that you said to me online, right? Because I'm right in front of you. All of a sudden, you know what I mean? The fucking bass gets down, the chest fucking inflate, deflates, and 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 you know you don't you don't care as much because said person is right in front of you. So you know, overall, just less conflict in my day. Which you know, as someone that's chasing peace, what do you what more do you want, right? Um, so yeah, man, I uh, I, uh, I week four was great, man. I, I don't want to say it was a complete dopamine reset. But I definitely felt uh, clearer in mind. And the things that once brought me pleasure and once once brought me entertainment, you know, those things being eliminated, I found the pleasure entertainment on little things. You know, I, I reading, for example, I'm, I'm reading two books at the same time, journaling. Um, you know, these little things, you know, I looked forward to them. You know, I looked forward to going to bed early and waking up early and attacking the day because there were so many things that I wanted to do that actually had substance. I wasn't just living, you know, I wasn't just a molecule on this fucking rock floating in space around the sun. No, I felt like every minute of the day was dedicated to something that I was doing to improve the life of my family and I. And that shit's rewarding, man. Like that shit makes you feel good about yourself. It really does. Because it allows you to be proud of yourself in a way that either you haven't been in a really long time or you haven't been at all. You know, I feel bad for our kids, you know, and, and as much as I want to be the parent of the year and limit the screen time and da 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 da, hey, listen, um, it, it, it does help. There is a time and a place for it. I mean, when I, you know, when my kids, you know, when kids are, when my kids are at a restaurant and they're acting up and I just simply give them a phone, like, bro, I'm not doing that for me. I'm doing it for you. If anyone around me is sitting at this fucking restaurant, I, I, I don't want to give, I don't want to give you a hard time. I don't want you to deal with what I have to deal with at home. So yeah, maybe I do give them, you know, a phone or a tablet or a screen for them to kind of just get distracted for a little bit. But, you know, where they're really fucked are the people that are being raised, the kids that are being raised by these things, you know, and we all know those, those kids, unfortunately, we all know they exist, we all know that they're out there, but those that are just constantly just on the screen, like that, that's, that's their form of entertainment, and it's so instant, right, the instant gratification, right, that's what we live for, that's why, you know, that's why a fucking like, and a comment, and a response, and a retweet, and a, you know, fill in the blank, that's why those feel so good, as minor as it is, even if it's from a fucking stranger, that's why they feel so good, right? Because it's instant. It's instant gratification. Bro, how good, honestly, honestly, let's be honest with each other, okay? How good does it feel when you post something and right when you post it, you lock your screen, you put your phone down, boom, there's a like already, right? There's a comment already. It, it feels good, man. I mean, it feels good to me. I know that. I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. So, when your day is constantly filled with chasing that dragon, chasing that feeling, chasing that instant gratification, you lose sight of the little things. You lose sight of what's in front of you. You lose sight of what's important. You lose sight of what's truly a priority. Obviously, there are, uh, you know, different degrees and 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 and, and um, severities of this, but.
again, for the most part, we all suffer from it a little bit. Um, so, you know, again, it just the things that I found to be entertaining once I didn't have my phone was truly amazing. Um, I think I am now down from 60 hours a week screen time to seven. That's right. Seven hours a week from 60 to seven, um, which, you know, is fucking insane. Um, and I just, I'm proud of myself, man. I really am. I'm really proud of myself and I'm really happy with the things that I've, I've, you know, I've, I've put into practice and I've learned and I've, and I've really, you know what I'm doing more, <laughs> which I find really funny. I'm cleaning the house more. Like I'm doing the dishes more, like I, little things around the house where like, I don't know if I would just normally be distracted or not care or not want to do them. But like, I find myself like picking up things more and like doing the dishes and putting them away. Like, like if, you know, it doesn't matter if there's one or five, like if there's dishes in the sink, like right away, I'll just start washing them. You know, without even to be asked or nothing, you know, if, if Trish is cooking, if she's baking, if she's doing her thing, I like try and get the dishes out that are already in there so that way she can, you know what I mean, use it. And, you know, that's when I noticed that I, I, I was picking the little things up again and, and I was really paying attention to the minute overlooked things in my day um, like I was before, you know, and, and I really like that feeling. The feeling of being present is definitely something rewarding in itself and shit, man. It's something that I, uh, you know, I hope that everyone can experience. Um, I hope when this podcast comes out, it's a hit. I hope that out of a lot of the ones that I've recorded, this one is the one that, um, you know, people, you know, listen to and put into effect and put into practice because I honestly feel like the improvements in my life are something that are not only tangible, they're, you know, easily you know, able to accomplish, you know, any individual can accomplish these things. And I feel like it would be a, a huge benefit to everybody's life. So um, I'm going to record a podcast on the daily routine that I developed throughout the, uh, you know, these four weeks, these first four weeks. And um, even though the Rona kind of knocked me off course, I'm excited to get back to that week three feeling again, you know, once you know, my daily routine gets, uh, gets down pat. Cause you know, as you can imagine, I was out for, you know, seven to nine days and, um, you know, clawing back out of the, uh, standstill that I was in while life was still moving from work and, you know what I mean? Just other shit. Like I really need to, um, I really want to get back to that. So anyway, dopamine depletion, reset that shit. Dr. Anna Lambert, Bre ah, Lambert, sorry. Uh, look her up. She's on a lot of podcasts. I think she just actually did a Joe Rogan podcast not too long ago. And oddly enough, although I find a lot of my information on JRE, um, I actually discovered her uh, from another friend of mine. Uh, this book, uh, Quick Tempa, online. That's his handle, IG. Shout out to Jay Lynn. He actually has an amazing podcast and YouTube um, at, uh, called Quick Tempa. Uh, Q-U-I-C-K-T-E-M-P. A, there we go. Um, I'm sorry if I'm butchering that big dog, but I am influenced by a lot of what he, you know, says. A lot of what he, um, a lot of what he, he, you know, he talks about, and I, and I, and I, I really, 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 really enjoy, um, you know, some of some of his his findings, readings, and way of thinking. So I strongly suggest 
you know, you go check him out online and on YouTube. Um, great guy, uh, fucking amazing athlete, strong as fuck. And, um, you know, I, like I said, I, I want to thank him, shout him out for putting me onto this book because it's truly been life-changing. And honestly, I, uh, it's good to know that I'm not fucking weird. <laughs> so I end you with this. Look in the mirror. Have that uncomfortable conversation with yourself. And most importantly, learn how to enjoy being alone with your thoughts. Till next time, folks. Hope you have a great day.